the Lord. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, this is this is First um, Kings. Wow, amazing book. <clears throat> Wonder what it's about. Kings. There's two books. Two books. First Kings and Second Kings. They actually mirror Chronicles. Wonder what Chronicles is. They're chronalizing the details. These are facts. I remember when I went off to college and I'm studying history. Of course, I got some of the history at Grissom and stuff too. And my knowledge of the Bible, just from being at church, whatever, because I was not, a, I didn't particularly care to read some. It didn't have any pictures, you know. And the Bible certainly doesn't have any pictures much, you know. And but anyway, uh, I'm sitting there in history class and I'm going, I've heard of that guy. And it wasn't we're talking about Solomon. They were talking about other people and other nations, the Assyrians, whatever. I heard about the Assyrians, you know, Babylonians. Well, we have more faith that the Babylonians were real than, than a nation called Israel? Are you kidding? These, we have the facts and figures in the scriptures. <clears throat> anyway, so here's 1 Kings. Uh, uh, Saul was the first king. And of course, you remember David <clears throat> came right up on the scene right after that. But anyway, Saul was dead. And David, uh, uh, this is 2 Samuel, excuse me. Sounded good though, wasn't it? Let's go to where I need to be. 2 Samuel, here's Kings. It's interesting, though, First and Second Samuel, those are, these are all in historical order. I mean, you can just, the, the, whoever put the Bible together was wonderful. It was great. Okay, here we go. Uh, let me close that down. Uh, yeah, here we are, First Kings. Uh, it's actually going to get right to the next king, which is Solomon after this. Anyway, so Saul's already passed away. But anyway, notice this. In his old age, King David was confined to his bed. But no matter how many blankets were heaped upon him, he was always cold. Now, stay with the story here, okay? You know, we're all going to get old sometime. And maybe you have known what it's like. Either maybe you didn't want to get out of bed and get a blanket. You just suffered through it. Well, silly, get up and get a blanket. You can fix it, you know. But if you're cold and you can't get warm, that is a problem. But now, wait a minute. This guy named David, I'm going to catch on fire here knows about this fellow right here. And he's been singing about him, telling us about him the whole time. Now watch what happens. Let's see if the Lord cares about him. You get the shakes, so what? God will take care of your shakes at night. Praise the Lord. Whatever. Man, they heaped on blankets on him, and he was always cold. The cure for this, his aides told him, is to find a young virgin to be your concubine and nurse. Well, uh, it worked. She will lie in your arms and keep you warm. They searched the country, high and low, and of course they found this, this, the most beautiful girl in all the land. Her name was Abishag. From Shunam was finally selected, and they brought her to the king, and she lay in his arms to warm him, but he had no sexual relationships with her. Relations with her. At that time, now, but I, I want to stop here just a moment. Okay, so this girl, Abishag, she's going to show up again later. <clears throat> but anyway, David... Uh, in the tail end of, of the book right before this, David's got a son named Absalom who decided, I'm going to be king, you know, because my dad's such a loser. And he was very conniving and almost did it. He almost had all of Israel going to make him king. But anyway, wound up uh, David and his whole family. He had several wives. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> and anyway, they all fled Jerusalem. But it was fantastic, even when his son was going to try to murder him, and even when the whole nation had basically said, David, we don't want you to be his king. I'm telling you, it was like within 24 hours, David was reinstated. It was fantastic. You read the details. And 
it's not so one day you can go to heaven and go, David, heard about your troubles there. Heard that your son tried to take off your kingdom from you and, and heard you had to leave. And I bet you that was tough on you. But don't wait. I read the story and you were actually okay. And this happened and this happened and this happened. And then you came right back to Jerusalem. That's fantastic. Well, David's going to turn around and say, what happened to you? And you better not say, well, I, 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 I guess he just stands at my door and kept knocking. He'd be like, are you crazy? Tell me the miracles that God did in your life. You only have so much time to have miracles. If you haven't had any miracles, get them started, praise the Lord. Okay, so here we go. Oh, and so, so this Shunammite, well, I mean, excuse me, this Abishag. When David had left town, there were ten, he left ten concubines. They were just other wives. He left, they were young ones. They left them there in that town. It was part of the plan. And so when Absalom came back in there, you know, he's supposed to take over everything his daddy had. Anyway, after David comes back, he takes the kingdom. Absalom had died, so David's reinstated. Here's these ten women like Abishag. And listen to what God, listen to what David did for these ten women. Uh, because they had been defiled or whatever. And David said, it's almost like, it's fantastic. David said, those ten girls, they used to be my wives. He says, set them up homes inside the palace. And they weren't going to be married anymore. But all their needs, David said, make sure every one of their needs are taken care of for the rest of their life. Wow. Wow. Well, that's about what's going to happen to Abishag here. Now watch this. Absalom's got another brother. Oh, brother. Going the wrong way. Adonijah. At that time, David's son Adonijah, his mother was Haggith, decided to crown himself king in place of his aged father. Oh, brother. Well, David, you're not going to be much help. You know, God can't help you because you used to be able to wield a sword real good. And you used to be able to sling that slingshot, but now you're bedfast. You've got to have Abishag stay in bed with you to keep you warm. At that time, David's son, Adonijah, his mother, was decided to crown himself as king. So he hired chariots, drivers, and recruited 50 men to run down the streets before him as royal footmen. Again, why do we have the details? This is not when we were in kindergarten, just so we can hear this story. This is adults. It's great for kids too, but it's all of us. Now, his father, King David, had never disciplined him at any time. Well, that was a hit against David. David should have known better, but let's keep going. Not as much as a single scolding. He was a very handsome man and was Absalom's younger brother. Oh, brother. So he was following after old Absalom, trying to overturn his dad. Uh, he took General Joab and Abathar the priest into his confidence, and they agreed to help him become king. <clears throat> you notice they won't hear anything about them asking the Lord to help them. Mm. So they're doomed from the start. <clears throat> but among those who remained loyal to David and refused to endorse Adonijah were the priests Zadok and Benaniah, the prophet Nathan, Shimea, Rhea, and David's army chiefs. Adonijah went to, well, he went to Lacey Springs, okay, uh, where he sacrificed sheep, oxen, and fat young goats at the serpent stone. Okay. Then he summoned all his brothers and the other sons of Saul and all the royal officials of Judah. Oh, he tried to make a big deal out of this thing, requesting that they come for the coronation. But he didn't invite Nathan the prophet, Benaniah, the loyal army officers, or his brother Solomon. Then Nathan the prophet went to Bathsheba. Who's that? I know who she is. David's, David couldn't sleep one night. The end of 2 Samuel. He's walking around his palace and whoa, here's this girl having a bath outside. Doesn't have any reference to her name, but that's what happened. And he sent somebody down there 
and brings her up there and you can take it from there. They spend the night together. Anyway, ultimately, then David wants her husband killed in the battle and that takes place. And Nathan has to go tell David, "Uh, David, you blew it here, guy, you know. Anyway, it all gets resolved. David realized he'd made a mistake. But, you know, we were talking just a moment ago about condemnation. Well, you know, you make a mistake, you got to live with it all your life. Oh, really? And you and I, we all know who Bathsheba is. She is the mother of Solomon. And Nathan was the one that told David, you are the man, you dummy. I mean, it looked like, well, I'm toast. He's not toast. God has already got him warm in bed, praise the Lord. He's taken care of him. And now, wouldn't you think that would be bad news? To David to find out one of his sons is trying to oust him out of the kingdom at this old age? It ain't going to happen. Watch this. Anyway, Nathan the prophet went to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, and asked her, Don't you realize Haggis' son, Adonijah, is now the king and that our Lord David doesn't even know about it? If you want to save, look at this, if you want to save your own life and the and, uh, and of your son Solomon, do exactly as what I say. See, in, other words, in those days, buddy, you had to wipe out the rest of the kids of the king because they might try to oust you. The rest of the dynasty you had to get rid of. So, uh-oh. So let's see what's happened. Okay, go at once to the King David and ask him, My Lord, didn't you promise me that my son Solomon would be the next king and would sit upon your throne? Oh, yeah, oh, that's what I was going to say. There's some details here, but she does it right here. Okay, so go to the king, go to David and say, My Lord, didn't you promise me that my son Solomon would be the next king and would sit upon your throne? Now, wouldn't that be great? I mean, she already knew that part. David had promised it to Bathsheba. And don't you know that David and Bathsheba both, they're probably like a lot of us sometimes. Again, that condemnation will beat you to a pulp. It's probably never going to happen because of what I did. I mean, you killed my husband, you know. You know, theoretically. It wasn't theoretically. It did happen. I mean, when Uriah, her husband, came, David asked his general, says, make sure you put him on the front line. <laughs> David, gee. Now you talk about soap operas. Well, this was real. And that's the reason I think it's good for us. It lets us realize, praise the Lord, I have mercy no matter what. So anyway, I mean, they don't even reference, Nathan didn't say, now look, we've had a bad, well, we had a falling out a few years ago. None of that's mentioned. Why? Because of mercy. 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 Okay, here we go. And while, look at this, and while you're still talking with him, I'll come in and I'll confirm everything you said. So here we go. So Bathsheba went to the king's bedroom. He was an old man and Abishag was caring for him. Well, hey, that in verses one and two is working. She's in there with him. Bathsheba bowed low before him. What do you want? I'll tell you what, Jesus says this many times too, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to let go. We're just going to look at this one chapter and then we're out of here. But I tell you what, we're going to know God's going to help us. And it's always, when you read your Bible, it's always God will help you. Look at this phrase. What do you want? Jesus saw a couple of blind men one time. They came and he, have mercy on us, son of David. And Jesus says, what do you want? Well, we won't be able to see. Well, what is it we want? What's bothering you today? You can have all the money right now you need. You're doing fine, whatever. And you're not hurting or nothing, but you've got some stuff that's, that's, that's bothering you, you know. You know, not like the depression or whatever. Well, it could be, but I'm just saying there's things. You've you, you got a personal problem, a people problem. This whole chapter's a people problem. David's fixed to find out his son has just conspired against him, and they're going to go ahead and push old dad off the cliff because 
we don't want dad working with Nathan the prophet and, 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 and stopping this coronation. So, I mean, I don't care what your problems are. But anyway, watch this. What do you want, he asked her. Oh, she replied, my Lord, you vowed to me by the Lord your God that my son Solomon will be the next king and he would sit upon your throne. But instead, Andy will say, or whatever, Ananias is the new king and you don't even know about it. He has celebrated his coronation by sacrificing oxen, fat goats, and many sheep and has invited your sons and Abathar the priest and General Joab, but he didn't invite Solomon. Oh, no. Now, David's already found out about this. Now, this, I, I just... I'm trying to be repetitious to help us. This is 1 Kings because you need to know this. There's a verse in 1 Kings that belongs to all of us. Watch this. Here we go. Uh, and now, my Lord, uh, the king, all Israel is waiting for your decision as to whether Adonijah is the one you've chosen to succeed you. If you don't act, my son Solomon, I will be arrested and executed as criminals as, you, uh, excuse me, as soon as you are dead. While she was speaking, the king's aides told him, Nathan the prophet's here. <laughs> See, I mean, they had it planned. Nathan comes in and says, yeah, buddy, that's what's going to happen. Here we go. Now, I thought old David was, you know, I mean, he's at, well, I mean, he's toast. He's, you know, he's, he's too old, whatever. Let me tell you something. I don't care how old you are. Jesus is right there for you, taking care of you. you got blankets on your bed. I'm telling you, you're going to be fine. Nathan came in, bowed before the king and asked, my Lord. Have you appointed Adonijah to be the next king? Is he the one you selected to sit upon your throne? Today he celebrated his coronation, sacrificing oxen, fat goats, many sheep. He's invited a lot of Okay, watch this. He invited General Joab, Abathar the priest, and they are feasting and drinking with him and shouting, Long live King Adonijah! But Zadok the priest and Benaniah and Solomon, they weren't invited. Here we go. Uh, has this been done with your knowledge? For you haven't said a word as to which one of your sons will be chosen to, to be the next king. Here we go. Now remember, King David, he's right. Whatever he says goes. And that's because the Lord's been with him the whole time. Just like you. Call Bathsheba. Well, she was right there. Okay. David said, uh, so she came back in and stood before the king. Now watch this. This is the verse you want to know. First Kings, okay, chapter 1, verse 29 and 30. Watch this. Now, why does he say this, and why do we have the details? I mean, you've already read it, but look at this. What does that mean to me? Look at this. And the king vowed, as the Lord lives. Well, does he? Of course he does. Who has rescued me from every danger. And as you read the Psalms, you know, about half of them are his. And it's get me out, get me out, get me out, get me out. Many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers me out of them all. I decree that your son Solomon shall be the next king and sit upon my throne just as I swore before you by the Lord God of Israel. Now, remember, think about that other party down there, down at Lacey Springs, you know, south of whatever, Huntsville. They're shouting and drinking and going, man, we got us a new king. This is great. Now, this is really hilarious. I think it's great. Because we got Jesus on our side. I mean, you could sit there and say, well, it's a snowball effect. It's too late. Now, man, it is never too late when you're praying. It's never too late. Don't ever call it too late. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to be all right. Okay. Then Bathsheba bowed low before him again and exclaimed, Oh, thank you, sir. May the Lord, the king, live forever. <laughs> well, he ain't got too many more days left, but still, do you see what's going on? I mean, she is totally excited, praise the Lord. She wouldn't be so, you know, she didn't go, Well, you know, I hope so, but this, 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 we're toast. She knew it. She says, we got it. We got it. Now watch David. I mean, I mean, yeah, David, look what he does. This is so great. 
And you'll just have to take the rest of your Bible reading at home. <clears throat> Don't let up on it any. Watch this. Oh, thank you, sir. May the Lord, the king, live forever. Call Zadok the priest, the king ordered. Now, the king, you mean this weak guy? This guy that's shaking and in bed, whatever. I mean, I'll tell you what, he's, he's fired up. And Nathan the prophet and Benaniah. Benaniah was his uh, captain of his guard. Dustin knows about this guy. He's listed among the top 40. He's not one of the top three. In other words, the, these miraculous fighters that are listed at the end of 2 Samuel. And these guys are chomping at the bit, too. They are so excited. Watch what happens. When they arrived, he said to them, Take Solomon and my offers to Gahan. In other words, little town over there next to Lacey Spring. Solomon is to ride my personal, you know, <clears throat> Bob used to have a mule, didn't you? Look at that. He said, Solomon is to ride on my personal mule, and Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet are to anoint him there as the king of Israel. Oh, boy. Then blow the trumpets and shout, Long live King Solomon. <clears throat> when you bring him back here, uh, place him upon my throne as the new king, for I have appointed him king of Israel and Judah. Now, remember, they're still celebrating Adonijah over here. Okay. Amen. Praise God, replied Benaniah. I mean, Benaniah knew. He knew. And added, May the Lord be with Solomon as he has been with you. Now, before we go any further, what does that mean? Jesus' name, the angel said, you're going to call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with you. It's not like, well, pat on the back or go ahead. It's dangerous out there, but I'm right with you. We're going to get our heads blown off. But no, if the Lord's with you, and he is, his name is Emmanuel, you are fine. Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death. David said that. I will fear no evil. Well, if I know I'm going to get shot, I'm going to fear. Honest, I'm just going to be afraid. That's not what David was talking about. You're not going to get shot. Psalm 91 tells you bullets can be flying left and right. A thousand will fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it's not going to come nigh you. David wrote over and over again, the Lord is my shield. God told Abraham, I am thy shield and your exceeding great reward. Okay, so you got to act like he's a shield. He's right there saying, hey, I'm here. Okay, so anyway, Zadok the priest and the prophet... Uh, Oh, Nathan, Benaniah, and David's bodyguard, David's bodyguard, took Solomon to Gahan riding on David's own mule. Anyway, now remember, this is just, we're almost done with this. Watch this. And at Gihon, or whatever, some town out there, Zadok, he was the high priest, took a flask of sacred oil from the tabernacle, poured it over Solomon. And the trumpets were blown, and all the people shouted. Now, this is important. All the people shouted. Well, they're all shouting over here in this little town, too. But they're all shouting over here. Long live King Solomon. Now, let's just think if this guy's actually working. Well, watch what happens. Then they all returned with him to Jerusalem, making joyous and noisy celebration along the way. Adonijah, oh I mean, excuse me, Adonijah, this is great. <clears throat> and his guests heard the commotion shouting when they were finishing their banquet. I mean, they still got some wine, they're drinking, carrying on, going, it's going to be a great kingdom, you know, I'm going to be king, whatever. Uh, what's going on, Joab uh, demanded. Why is the city in such an uproar? While he was still speaking, Jonathan, the son of Abathar the priest, uh, rushed in. Come in, Adonijah said to him, for you are a good man. You must have good news. <laughs> no, this will not be good news. That's good news to who? Bathsheba and David and Benaniah and, the, and Solomon. Here's what he says. Our Lord the king has declared Solomon as king. Jonathan shouted. The king sent him to Gihon with Zadok the priest 
And Nathan the prophet, Benaniah, protected by his own king's bodyguard, he rode on the king's mule. Zadok and Nathan have anointed him as the new king. They have just returned. The whole city is celebrating and rejoicing. That's what the noise is about. Solomon is, it's going to say sitting on the throne. We're almost done. Look at this. And all the people are congratulating King David saying, may God bless you even more through Solomon than he has blessed you personally. Where do we get the idea the blessings are going to quit? Well, I've gotten lucky so far. They're not going to quit. Deuteronomy 28, Moses declared, you know, they had a mount of a blessing and a mount of a curse. You know, Mount Gebel and what Ebal was there or something like that. Gilboa. And, and, but anyway, the blessing is ours. <clears throat> Anyway, may God bless you even more. Anyway, may God make Solomon's reign even greater than yours. And the king, and the king is, he's lying in bed and he's acknowledging their blessings. I mean, he's like, I'm fine. He's saying, blessed be the Lord God of Israel who has selected one of my sons to sit upon my throne while I'm still alive to see it. Yeah, that's what you think, David. You know, David, no, it is what David thinks, but it's going to happen. Then look what happened here. Then Adonijah and his guests jumped up from the banquet table and they fled in panic. <gasps> Remember, one of them was Joab. That was one of David's generals. But he did some things wrong that David didn't like. He had Saul's uncle killed and David didn't like that. He was trying to make peace in the kingdom and he'd already promised to protect Saul's family even though Saul was trying to kill him. For they were fearful for their lives. Adonijah rushed in the tabernacle, caught hold of the horns of the sacred altar. I thought he was a big shot. I thought the people of the country wanted him to be king. Well, no, they didn't either. See, it all boils down to your prayers and this right here. <clears throat> then word reached Solomon that Adonijah, see, that's his stepbrother. He was in the... T he was in the um, uh, Anyway, he was claiming uh, the sanctuary in the tabernacle and pleading for clemency. Solomon replied, if he behaves himself, he'll not be harmed. But if he does not, he shall die. Like, boy, he had mercy. Now, he gets killed in the next chapter. You can go read that yourself. But stupid Adonijah does something dumb because he won't let go of trying to be king. <clears throat> so Solomon summoned him and they brought him down from the altar. And he came, no, he came to bow low before the king and Solomon curtly dismissed him. Go on home, he said. That's chapter 1. Boy, I mean, what did you get out of that? Let me go back to that verse 19, and I'm going to stop. It's amazing, like 50-something verses there. I just think they couldn't figure out where to stop. <clears throat> Remember, this is all one big book. I mean, it, there's no markings in there saying, oh, uh, uh, <clears throat> here we go, excuse me. Well, uh, let's see. I'm done. Just give me one second. Here it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. Verse 29. <clears throat> As the Lord lives, who has rescued me from every danger. I don't need those kind of details cause if it's not for me because I'm going to be extremely jealous. I'm like, God, what what'd you do that to him for? I mean... I have the details because he'll help me and he'll help you. Isn't that right? Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. Praise the Lord. David said, Lord, that you forgive all our iniquities and heal all our diseases. So if we're hurting or whatever, you'll take care of that. It could be your back hurting or neck hurting or all of a sudden our vision starting to act funny or just well, we just don't feel good. Lord, we know you'll take care of that. 
And if it's financial, it's the same thing. You'll take care of that too. And if it's anything, you'll take care of it. Like David said, I'll call upon the Lord who's worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Lord, it just works. So that didn't leave anything left but for us to go tell everybody what you've been doing for us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.